Have you ever thought about the science behind astrology? It's more than what the future is all about. It's time for a visit with Andrea Geertz, astrological detective. This hour includes astrological predictions, personal stories, and some crazy experiments. Get ready for a unique ride. Now, here's Andrea Geertz. Good morning, and welcome to the Jupiter Show. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for Jupiter. Um, Jupiter is one of my favorite planets in the whole solar system, although I will uh, say that I do like the values of all the planets, of course. Um, okay, so I have to start with a story because I was just in Boston visiting my friend Jesse, which some of you may know from the Saturn, or you may know him from the Saturn show. And anyways, um, you're probably then wondering why I'm talking about him on the Jupiter show. Well, it was interesting because he and I were looking up the symbols of the planets, and we were trying to figure out why the symbols were made as such. And we learned something fascinating, at least to me. It was fascinating, and I think to Jesse, too. But the symbols of the planets in general are composed of kind of a few different components. One is a cross, which is the cross of matter. And then there's a swoop that shows up in many of the symbols, uh, which looks like a crescent moon shape. Um, and that it's said to symbolize the mind. And which is interesting because we learned from the moon show, we learned from Kenneth Miller, who is a Vedic astrologer that in India, they always describe the moon as the mind. And so I thought that was interesting. Um, and, and then also there was the um, circle, which shows divinity or divine oneness, and then um, or a kind of divine divine made manifest, I guess you'd say. So and that shows up in the symbol of the sun, which is a circle with a dot in the middle, um, and the sun in your chart is kind of like the 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 point in the chart that you um, in which represents the way you make the divine manifest. And that shows up in the Greek text too, because, um, Valens says like the, the sun is your, um, practical work that's ordained by the gods, kind of the same thing anyway. But Jupiter, then what's it, what's it look like? Jupiter is like a swoop and then a cross. And the swoop is over the cross. And what this is said to mean is that Jupiter represents the mind, um, which is the swoop, the crescent moon, um, the mind overcoming the cross of matter, because in Jupiter, there's this swoop and then there's a cross below it. But Saturn, the symbol of Saturn is the cross with a swoop under it. And Saturn is the cross of matter uh, overtaking the mind or the needs of the mind or whatever. So it's interesting because Saturn and Jupiter are, um, you know, it's like they're kind of two opposites of the same coin in this respect where Jupiter is where we put what we want inside above matter and Saturn's where we take matter over what we want or we consider the values of manifesting things in the material realm over what we might want inside. Fascinating. So in this show on Jupiter, we're going to try to uh, overcome the constraints of matter and just rise above, you know. And so I thought, you know, what's the best way to do that? Well, the best way to do that is to feel free. Well, how do we feel free? Well, I've looked to some very important uh, people in my life, the super Jupiterians. Now, why are they super Jupiterian? Well, how do you know somebody who's rising above matter constantly? Uh, they seem to feel free, like to have fun, don't like to be constrained. Uh, don't, for example, if they get hurt, they might just keep on going, right? Well, anyway. The sign of Sagittarius is said to be ruled by Jupiter, or you could say Jupiter 
is the, I don't know, when Jupiter passes through the sky, it kind of tugs at the Sagittarian place in the sky and urges us onward there. Well, anyway, so Jupiter uh, rules Sagittarius. And my my daughter, Angeline, is a uh, Sagittarius sun, moon, and rising, meaning that she is representing the archetype of a lot of Jupiter, and uh, she really is. So we have uh, Angel. Oh, and actually, I wanted to say that that uh, Jupiter's also historically connected with children because I think children, uh, everyone knows that they don't really value being constrained. I mean, if they want to try something like jumping off a big thing, they just do that until the parent says, "Oh no, 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 don't break your leg." Um, I mean, they, there's a certain amount of you know, kids. Kids aren't you know. They're not. They don't want to hurt themselves. They know what they're doing. It's just more like that. They value the feeling of being free more than the feeling of being constrained. Um, and so, anyways, Vedius Valens also mentions Jupiter rules children. He was saying the star of Jupiter signifies the bearing of children, the act of childbirth itself, desire, love, and alliances of all kinds. Jupiter is connected to our desire towards gnosis. Well, we'll pick up the idea of gnosis later, but. Here, let's listen to Angeline and what she has to say. Here we go. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Angeline? What makes you happy? What food makes you the most happy? Um, all the foods in the world. Really? All the foods in the world make you happy? No, all the fruits. Oh, all the fruits in the world make you happy? Yeah. Yeah? So when you, when you feel sad, how do you make yourself feel happy? By eating any kind of fruit that I like. Really? Does anything else make you happy? Um. Does playing fairies at the park make you happy? Yeah, and you know what makes me the most happy in the world? What? If I were a real life fairy. <gasps> Maybe you are a real life fairy. No, I am not. No? If I have a, I wish if I, the best thing in the world would be if I had wings and be a real fairy that can fly. Really, you want to fly, huh? A real fairy body, a real fairy hat, real fairy eyes. Real fairy nose, real fairy mouth, real fairy hair, real fairy ears, real fairy wings with no arms and a fairy body and no legs. Wow. You'd be really light flying around. You feel very free being able to fly? I would be a real fairy. Yeah. What does it mean? What do you think it means to be a Sagittarius? Do you know? I feel great to be a Sagittarius, and it feels great in my heart, too. So I don't know why I want to be a Sagittarius, but now I know. I can't. Really? Why not? Because I can't switch body from body. It's true. You come in in one body. That's why you have to take such good care of your body, so you can feel awesome in it. Do you take care of your body? Guess what? 
I just thought I had to get her on this radio show before it ends because she is so cute. Oh, my gosh. She has a little Sagittarian body, and she's just all happy. She really is happy. Um, so, okay, I want everyone to know, if anyone's listening live, um, today's the day to call in because it's Jupiter's show, and so Jupiter's where we get to do things and have opportunities. And how many of you have ever wanted to talk on the radio? The other thing is, is if you do call in and ask a question or make a comment, or tell us a joke, or whatever. Uh, it will be po- it will be then be put into a podcast iTunes, which you can um, own later. <laughs> so everyone, the number is one. All right, do you have your pencil, pen? Get something to write on. Here we go one eight six six four seven two five seven nine four. Again, call in today eight six six four seven two. Five seven nine four. Uh, if that line is busy, you can call in on the five seven nine five number. So, uh, okay, we also have a special guest for this show uh, by the name of Amber Roland, who is also a super Sagittarius, and we'll be talking with her when we come back from the break uh, via tape recorder, of course. Uh, she's actually at work right now, probably listening to the show, waiting to call in. Hi, Amber. Can't wait to hear you call in. Anyway, this is a. Uh, the show before the last show of the whole series of the second season of the astrological detective. So one thing I want to let you all know is listeners in the next two weeks, if you want the shows for free, you need to go into voiceamerica.com uh, and go ahead and download the MP3s or get them on your iTunes because after that they will not be available online anymore. Um, I will be working with them in the visual format for the deaf community uh, if anyone wants to follow the Astrological Detective um, as it evolves into a visual media show or more podcasts or more teaching shows, uh, you can go to andychannel.com uh, in the future, and that should take you to uh, the website where you can find f- future shows. Also, you can uh, visit moirapress.org in the future uh, to see what's going on with the Astrological Detective or uh, uh, any lecturing. Um, I, I will be in San Diego Phoenix, uh, Renton, Washington, uh, Tucson, Arizona coming up. If anyone uh, lives in those places and wants more information, you can also go to my website. Uh, We'll be coming back in a minute here with Amber Rowland, where we are going to be cracking up and talking about Jupiter. Also, if you want to call into the show, get poised and ready. 
because you can call in uh, around 1030. You'll be taking calls in the air section. All right. Well, we'll be back in a few. Thank you for listening. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Tune in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. Our program will help you to heal yourself, support those around you, and enhance your work and your relationships. Healing can be physical, emotional, or spiritual, and it can be personal or collective for the healing of our planet. Dr. Allison and her guests will offer methods of healing that will go beyond your life and reach the lives of others. Tune in to the Empowered Healer Show, airing live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. Are you feeling out of control? Are bad relationships, anger, depression, and lifestyle overwhelming you? You can choose to release the belief systems that have kept women stuck for years. Tune in to The Power of an Unstoppable Woman with Dr. Rose Backman as your host. Break free from the genetic beliefs that can cause sabotage. It's time to stand up for who you are and what you believe in no matter what. Listen every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Enjoying Andrea Garrett's Astrological Detective. Got a question or comment? Maybe a story to share? Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to the Astrological Detective at gmail.com. Now, on with the show. Hold on. No problem. Come on. Why did that happen? Oh, I'm unplugged. Hello, can you hear me? I don't know what happened to my sound. Anyways, I think I just lost my sound, but I think you can probably all still still hear me. Justin. Okay, oh, great. Oh, hey, there's Justin. Justin, talk again. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, my God, that was my sound guy, Justin. I finally got him on the air. Okay, here we go. This is Amber Rowland. We are uh, we met to have some fun for everyone at a queer softball game. Here we go. This is not radio science. You'll be hearing this in a second here. I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. I'm a professional. Amber, come on. Come on. Hello. We are here. 
uh, at the queerest softball game in the world uh, with Amber Rowland. Amber, are you here? I'm here. We're doing a little test on the sound. It's uh, it's mediocre fun to do a test, I would say, on the fun scale. This is probably a, this is probably a four or five. Uh, how fun do you would you say this test is right here? Um, right now we're about a four. Yeah, maybe yeah. even a three and a half. Yeah, I would say if I was doing it some, with someone else, it might even be a two. But because it's you, it's more like a three and a half. Okay, let's see. So, Amber, I have a question for you. Why do you think that guy over there is wearing um, a bikini and playing softball? Because it's fun. <laughs> I don't know if I think, I would think that was fun if I was doing it. Would that be fun if you were doing it? Um, I wouldn't find it fun, but it's breaking the rules. And I think that guy likes to break the rules. Yeah, yeah. I like that he's breaking the rules. It's kind of making my day. I feel a little bit freer already. In fact, oh, that looks like fun. Looks like someone's hitting a, a home run. Do you think it's fun to, to conquer the whole uh, playing field? Ooh, I don't know about if I need to conquer for fun. No? No. You don't think you're a, con a conquerous fun-haver? <laughs> um, I have to say, playing soft for me, myself, playing softball is not fun. Yeah, no, no, no. Why not? Because uh, I'm bad at it. Oh. That's how I feel about golf. I'm like, okay, pretty much this is like torture, because the worse you are, the longer you have to play. Ooh. That is yeah. anti-fun. Yeah. I think golf, to me, is anti-fun. Yes, it's the opposite of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pain. <laughs> golf is pain. <laughs> but for all you golfers who think it's fun, just don't listen to this. Okay, so I have a question now. What's your sign, Amber? Sagittarius. Really? How many planets do you have in Sagittarius? Do you know? Uh, I think once you told me I have five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So when you wake up in the morning, what do you think every day? How is today going to be fun? <laughs> Man, that is so Sagittarian of you. Um, so, do you feel like things impede your fun? Uh, you know, sometimes, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, responsibilities, like needing to make money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That can be very constraining. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, interacting with not fun people. Oh, what makes someone not fun? Uh, I think people who like to crush spirits. <laughs> Just in general? Just crushing them? I think there are some people that in general just want to go around and crush spirits everywhere they go. Whoa. Whoa, people. Not cool. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because do you know that I think Jupiter has a lot to do, because today is a Jupiter show, has a lot to do with the spirit within us. Do you know why? Oh, I don't know why. Well, I would say that when we have Jupiter periods, it's like those moments where we notice that our spirit is not really confined within a body. Oh. I mean, when you're having fun, what do you, what does it feel like to you? Do you feel like yeah, what does it feel like? It's definitely not confining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what if you had to do something confining, like like um, do a project for someone else that you didn't really want to do? Is there any way to make that feel less confining? Oh. Um, yeah, you could have ice cream while you did it. <laughs> so you could just do something just that, that feels good while you're doing yeah. something that doesn't feel so good? Yes. Okay. Do you think fun's about feeling good? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What's that noise in the background? Oh, we're at the Baton Rouge uh, Cascade AIDS Project drag softball game right now. <laughs> well, that is a way to make something really morbid fun. <laughs> yeah, because softball's not generally fun, but this is fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We'll be back in a sec here. Just we're not fun. <laughs> not really. But this is a fun way to uh, come together in the face of things that are hard, which I think is what Jupiter is really 
I think, meant for. Yeah. So, um, have you ever flown in a plane, Amber? Why, yes, I have. Why? Because I'm taking flight lessons. So, is that fun to fly in a plane? It's really, really fun. How so? I mean, don't you ever worry that you're going to crash the plane? Um, you could crash, but that's kind of fun. <laughs> Avoiding crashing is fun. I don't think a crash would be fun. I mean, maybe afterwards you'd be like, whoa, that totally broke the rules. If you survived, I bet you'd feel really high on life. <laughs> yeah, didn't you say that after you went skydiving, you felt high on life? Really high on life. Yeah. Do you feel like skydiving was practice for, like, crashing a plane? Ooh, you know what? Maybe it kind of is. Yeah. I mean, you've jumped from the heights at least once. I mean, why not do it just by accident? I think that practicing um, engine failures, practicing <laughs> simulated engine failures is really fun. And that's more practice for crashing your plane. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so, so you were saying that there's studies done that people who go skydiving actually get happier. Is that true? It's true that I've read a study somewhere. <laughs> I couldn't quote it, but I read it. <laughs> uh, well, we don't care about like sad, or we don't care about reality. We're just we're just trying to feel feel good. Yeah. So, yeah. what 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 did you learn about the study that made you feel good? Um, well, I read that people who suffer from depression uh, sometimes feel like their depression has been cured after they have done, gone skydiving. Wow. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it juices up your brain on some crazy chemicals. So fun. <laughs> I think that uh, brain juicing is definitely fun. <laughs> so um, I-, I wonder if these guys who are wearing bikinis and uh, having softballs thrown at them feel, I don't know, like their brain's getting juiced up. Oh, I just saw someone slide over there in a bikini. Ooh, hope they didn't hurt their upper thigh. Those people look really juiced up. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, I see someone in a cape right now with uh some, I don't know, leggings on or something like that. I mean, that seems pretty freeing. Do you think that those people feel free? I think they do feel free. I think they feel like they're breaking the rules in a really fun way. Yeah, I think they do, too. I'm learning a lot from them. I mean, we're probably breaking the rules right now because, I mean, there's a lot of wind here in the mic. There's people screaming back behind us. We've got a tape recorder. That, and we sort of look like we're hiding behind a tree. That's true. You want to know how my tape recorder feels free? Do you notice how it has batteries in it right now? It's not, like, chained up to the wall. It's just out and about on its, like, no rules. This is the most fun your tape recorder has ever had. I know. Except for the time where it got Japanese rope bondaged. That was was on the Saturn show. (laughs) It was a very confining experience for the tape recorder. So, Amber, I have a question for you. How do you feel about jokes? I love jokes. Do they make you feel like you're having fun? Uh, In a way, yes. Yeah? Is it, like... Your brain is on fun drugs? Yeah, it's uh, kind of like being on, like, humor drugs. <laughs> I like being funny because it can make anything fun, even things that weren't fun in the first place. Yes, definitely. It's like verbal tricks. Yeah, it is a, it's a way to create fun where there isn't. Yeah, that, that is very true. And sometimes in life, things are really kind of yeah. not so funny, but then being funny about them later really yeah. changes the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, have, have you ever had any, like, can we try to do that? Like, have you ever had anything, like, super not fun happen to you? Oh, God. All kinds of not fun things have happened to me. Really? Have you ever had a sliver? Whoa. Not in a while, but mm. I hate those. You know what I think is the least fun thing is accidentally getting dirt in your mouth. 
Oh my god, I'm gonna put some dirt in my mouth right, right now. See if we can make this funny. Hold on, I'm gonna eat some dirt. Okay, Amber, can you test? I'm gonna eat this dirt. Oh god, oh, this is kind of this is kind of fun though. Watching me eat dirt. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Well, it's kind of fun to act like I was going to do yeah. it. It was breaking the rules. The whole time you were doing that, I was picturing it going into my mouth. <laughs> I was yeah. like, way to make this interview not fun, Andy. <laughs> oh my gosh, what do you think about foods that, that make you feel awesome? Did you eat, did we eat oh. some Jupiter foods? Oh, we had awesome Jupiter foods. You know, in ancient times, they say that Jupiter foods um, are delectable, sweet, light, and gratifying. There's a word for it, but, uh, that, but that's kind of how I would translate it. What's the word for it? Glucose. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to start using that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because a lot of astrologers associate the flavor of glucose sugar with Venus, right? Oh. But in the ancient times, the, you know, the, the word glucose, I think, may, meant something a little bit different. But it's yeah. like when I think of Jupiter, too, I think of pastries, like grow foods, like, oh. like when you eat like a, like a really sweet scone that's sugary, but it's also buttery. That's kind of a Jupiter thing. Oh, um, so you want to tell listeners what we had? Oh, yeah. We had grapes. Very light and delectable. Uh, we had some nuts with goat cheese, which is amazing. I feel that goat cheese is, is light, even though it's cheese. Oh, and some kind of a delicious orange-flavored chocolate. Yeah. Pretty much I think that eating well ma- makes this more fun. Yeah, I think I like us tiny snacks, too. Oh, yeah, tiny snacks are fun. Yeah. I mean, why is eating things that are tiny make it so much more fun? I don't know. I think because you get to have more individual items yeah. in a sitting. <laughs> it's like, why is that fun? Why is it fun to have individual tiny items? Yeah. Because you, cause you get to have more. Yeah, oh, so more is abundance. That's abundance, Jupiter. Yeah, Jupiter. Yeah. yeah, feeling abundant is definitely fun. Yeah. You know? Um, I would say that all these uh, people playing softball right now probably feel like life is full of good things. Yeah. Because they can, you know, wear their bikini and still play softball. So... Okay, we're going to, uh, that, that is Amber Rowland, uh, expert fun haver in general. Um, Amber, as a little PDA, uh, retroactive. I will say that the reason I asked Amber on the, on the show is because I just, every time I see Amber, I feel better when I leave. She's a uh, super Sagittarius. makes me laugh. Um, like one time I was like, you know, Amber, I've been writing a lot of books and I, I really am into mimosas now. She's like, great, let's meet for mimosas. And then she's just ready to do it. And I just love Amber. Um, when we come back, we're going to listen to a little song that Amber made, uh, many years ago in her band, Michelle and the Hollas. Um, and then if anyone wants to call in and ask a question, tell a joke, be on the radio, the next uh, segment will be the time to do that. So the number to call in is, where's my number? Oh, one 472 Uh Yeah, and we will be back in a few with the air segment. And uh, stay tuned. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. What are the benefits to combining modern science with ancient healing practices? For the answers, you'll want to tune into Frame of Mind with your host, Terry Sue. Each week, our program focuses on ways to live more holistically. By developing new ways of looking at our world, we can find ways to foster harmony and peace for the good of mankind and our planet. 
If we learn to live and think healthier, we begin to explore and focus on our strengths. Tune into Frame of Mind, Saturdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're enjoying Andrea Garrett's Astrological Detective. Got a question or comment? Maybe a story to share? Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to the Astrological Detective at gmail.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Jupiter Show is what I meant to say, uh, where we are going to be listening to Amber Rowland and... Uh, her band called Michelle and the Hollas, and this song is called Whispering Holla. All right, hold on one second here. I'm going to press play. Come on. Let's hope it works. Oh, man, it was just working on the break. Oh, here. Yeah. Here we go. Hello. 
Oh my gosh, did you guys hear me singing along to Whispering Hala by Michelle and the Hallas? Um, okay, we are back here at the Jupiter Show. That was Amber Rowland's band from many years ago. Uh, okay, now we, we do not have any calls, which is exciting because I have many things planned for the show, but if someone does want to call, that would be exciting too. So feel free. Uh, here is Angeline. Uh, she wants to talk about her row of hearts that she was telling me about this morning. So here's what she has to say about that. Angeline, I have a question for you. It's very important. How far out does your heart row go? Past anything that your dreams can do. Huh? Whoa! Does it go out past Mercury? It even goes past other space. What? What does your heart row do? It brings wherever it follows. Really? Where does it follow? It follows wherever anyone who the heart will like. It follows anyone who it likes. Really? Well, I, I can't wait to get some heart rows on me, hopefully. Uh, the heart row is the putting the heart necklace on you right now, and it's invisible. I can feel it. Oh, it feels so loving. Thank you, Heart Row. Angeline, I love you. I love you, too. There you have it, the heart rose from Angeline. Um, Angeline likes to tell me that she loves me thousands of hearts to eternity and past outer space and all kinds of things, which is one of the nice things about having a uh, a child, uh, at least my child, is that I'm sure most children do this too, but um, it just reminds us, you know, as we go through our day that uh, the material realm isn't always uh, what is important. I mean, uh, a kid might not be able to bring in uh, financial resources to a family, but they bring res- the resource of joy um, all the time. And I think that's why a lot of kids are under the reign of Jupiter, um, or kids as a—I'm sorry—kids as a whole kind of concept or archetype come under that that uh, yeah that planet. Okay, so I want to play a little bit more of the interview with Amber Rowland. Um, and we are still at the queer softball game having fun. Here we go. Um, I have a question for you, which uh, I just forgot. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hold on. Do you think it's fun to overcome your fears? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do, do you think fears make us feel like we're bound? Yes. And so it seems like fun, as we've been talking about fun this morning, we've been learning that the quality of fun in some ways is to make us feel unbound or untethered. Mm-hmm. When you're having fun, um, wait, what was my initial question? Um, oh, it's conquering your fears fun. Yes. Uh, um, I think that sometimes we know what we want to do to have fun and we feel too afraid to do it. Yes, that's Which very true. is even less fun than just not wanting to do it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because then all of a sudden you're attached to this thing and then you feel like you're deprived from it. Yeah. Yeah. So how to break through to that? How, how would you break through that? Go skydiving. <laughs> I guess if you can jump out of a plane, then what can you do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what's the, as, as a super Sagittarius, what's the wisdom of fun? Like, why, well, like why do you wake up thinking you want to have fun? Why is that so important? Uh, because once you start having fun, you won't be able to stop. <laughs> really? 
So you're saying that you don't even wait for another person to have fun with you. You just do it on your own. No, you don't need anyone else to help you have fun. Spoken like a true Sagittarius. What do you do? Just leave them when they're not fun? <laughs> Sometimes you have to do that. <laughs> you're like, can you just stop impeding on my fun? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So like when you're like dating people, do you kind of give them the fun meter? Ooh, um, I think so. I think that sometimes people, when they first start dating me, are really excited about all the fun I have. <laughs> but I think it can get old for people. What? How can fun get old? Do you think there's something such as too much fun? I think so. Yeah? What happens when we have too much fun? Oh, God. Well, you know, I think it's not necessarily too much fun. It's too much of my kind of fun. Maybe they want, they need to go now experience their own kind of fun. Oh, so you're saying that you are so fun that they... They just feel like they're, I don't know, a little bit um, not as fun. <laughs> yeah, or that maybe they, they've experienced the freeness of fun, and now they're like, well, I need to go off on my own and do my other kind of fun. Wow, so it's like you inspire them to have their own fun. Do you feel like as a Sagittarius that you move through the world like wildfire? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I'd say that knowing you now for a number of years, that's probably pretty true. <laughs> Um, I'd like to talk about your outfit for a second, if that's okay. Sure. It's just really fun. Yeah. I mean, okay, it looks light, and, and it, 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 right now it's very um, warm outside. There's a little breeze, and Amber is wearing a flowered tank top, some earrings that just, I don't know. I don't even know what they are. They're like tetra, gems. they're dideca-tetrahedron gems. Yes. Um, and then you're wearing a miniskirt. Yeah. I mean, do you think miniskirts uh, make you feel free? Oh, yeah. See, if I was wearing a miniskirt, I would pretty much feel totally confined because I wouldn't be able to, like, move my legs around and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's fun is different. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. What? So you don't think everyone would enjoy jumping out of a plane? You know, I'd like to think that they would, but maybe not. Um, you know, some people's fun is like playing World of Warcraft or golf. Ooh. <laughs> or softball. Yes. Not, none of which I think I would find fun at all. Right, right, right. Um, do you think that anyone thinks that fighting is fun? Oh, unfortunately, yes. Yes? I think Ultimate Fighters really do. I met an Ultimate Fighter the other night, oh. ironically, on the Mars week. His name was Zach. I asked him if he wanted to, to grapple. And? Well, we did some verbal grappling, but we didn't, do, we, we didn't do any physical grappling because he started to grapple with someone else. I felt like a little bit like, you know, I couldn't have as much fun then. Yeah. But, you no, know, I'm just kidding. No, he was, he was amazing. But I was thinking that some people find it fun to, like, challenge. You know, we were saying that conquering your fears is fun. And, like, yeah. it seems like fighters think it's fun to conquer their fear in relation to another warrior or something yeah. like that. I feel like, you know, the radio show for me is kind of like, it was, it's kind of like that, like conquering a fear. And that's why it was so fun because it's kind of like skydiving. It's like, oh, my God, I have 10,000 yeah. people listening to this. Yeah. So, like, it better be awesome. I thought I really yeah. have 10,000 people. Face in that way. Okay, let me look here. Um, so did you ride in a hot air balloon once? Yes. So that was a fun you created on your own. You pretty much just decided you were going to do this, right? Yeah. And how'd you get the uh, whim? Um, well, I, God, I don't even know how it started. I think when I was a kid, we used to have a hot air balloon festival that came through town, much like a circus comes through town. And uh, I think I was just feeling nostalgic, and I was like, oh, I want to go experience that again. Uh huh. And I couldn't really find anyone to go with me, so I just went on my uh -huh. own. So if I remember right, this, this, there wasn't as much fun as you thought it'd be on the hot air balloon. What, what hampered the fun? Um, it's a little slow moving. Okay. It's not very scary. Oh, man. I thought it would be really scary. Uh -huh. You're a death defier. <laughs> if I can't defy death, I'm not having fun. 
Just kidding. <laughs> Have you ever considered, like, mutual archery, where you just shoot arrows at each other? Wow. Yeah, that'd be no. very Sagittarian. No. Yeah. I think if I saw you running through that field in your miniskirt shooting arrows, that would be fun for me. <laughs> Wait, okay, I have to stop this here and say that um, I was kind of, you know, when the Sagittarius archetype comes up, you know, I think of shooting arrows and stuff, and turns out that Amber does, in fact, practice archery. Uh, she actually has a bow and arrow and has been to the archery field a number of times. So I thought that was kind of ironic. She also does other kinds of shooting um, and aiming at things. So, I don't know, astrology seems to somehow work in this weird, impeccable way, often. Well, we are going to uh, be going to break pretty soon here, but I will want to say that um, since there is one show left, which next week will be uh, with Nick Dagan Best, uh, we're talking about Uranus. He's one of my favorite astrologers. I love him. Um, anyway, uh, but it has been such a thorough joy to do this show for all of you listeners and such a joy to work with everyone at Voice America. I think at this point I've done 23 shows or something. I've learned a lot in the process. I'm sure some moments I was annoying. I know I annoyed myself. Live radio, you don't get to edit edit yourself uh, down to perfection. But um, it has been a great experience. And the people I've worked with on every show have been phenomenal. I mean, Amber just made me so happy. Um, if any of you want to uh, befriend me on Facebook, you can see pictures of Amber and I laughing hilariously. You just uh, Facebook Andrea Garrett or Andrea Garrett's Astrological Detective, and we'll happily befriend you. So when we come back, I will be doing something very fun, which is I will be doing a spoken word version of an Indigo Girls song, which I think really does represent Jupiter. God, I love the Indigo Girls. Anyway, we'll be back in a few. Thanks for listening. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Within each of us is an inexhaustible source of wisdom aligned with the natural world with the potential to connect us to the sacred dimensions of life and to guide us to our own highest potential. This source of wisdom is known as self, soul, and consciousness. Every week, host Ray Nobriga guides us on an exploration of our relationship with the natural world through the lens of the shamanic arts. Restoring and deepening our connection with the natural world ignites the spirit within us. Tune in to Self, Soul, and Consciousness, Thursdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? If you're searching for the answers to these and other spiritual questions, you can look within. And you can tune into The Open Door. Our program will expand your awareness of the teachings of the Ascended Masters, offer you practical tools that promote self-mastery and personal freedom, and provide an unerring pathway for graduating from Earth Schoolroom. The Open Door with hosts Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy is broadcast live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with Great Spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? 
Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're enjoying Andrea Garrett's Astrological Detective. Got a question or comment? Maybe a story to share? Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to the Astrological Detective at gmail.com. Now, on with the show. Good morning and welcome back to the Jupiter Show, where we are here transcending the constraints of matter. Okay, so the way I'm going to do that now is I'm going to do a very important spoken word performance of the Indigo Girls song, Closer to Fine. Because I think this song is really about Jupiter. It's about, you know, you know, I'm, you know, you'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Okay, here, I'm going to play, I played the piano though, so I'm going to be speaking over my piano. I've never done this before. I'm just going to go with it. Okay, here we go. All right. <clears throat> I'm trying to tell you something about my life Maybe give me insight between black and white The best thing you've ever done for me, Jupiter Is to help me take my life less seriously it's only life after all well darkness has a hunger that's insatiable and lightness has a call that's hard to hear but I wrap my Saturn fear around me like a blanket and I sail my ship of safety till I sink it I'm crawling on your shore. Everyone now. I went to the doctor. I went to the mountains. I looked to the children. See, Jupiter. There's more than one answer to these questions. Pointing me in a crooked line. The last I seek my source for some definitive, the closer I am to find. That's right.
and I was free. Everyone. Went to the doctor, I went to the mountains, I looked to the children, I drank from the fountains. There's more than one answer to these questions, pouring me in a crooked line. The less I seek a definitive answer, the closer I am to find, the closer I am to fly. Oh man, that I don't know if that made me feel free, but um, maybe it'll make me free, feel free later when I laugh at myself. Okay, so that was the Indigo Girls, who I love, and they've been helping me through my breakup, which is apparently um, going to end up being a Jupiter experience if it if I can help it. Okay, so the last thing I would like to report today on the Jupiter show is something that's making me feel very abundant, which is that astrological remediation. Uh, the book I've been working on for a year is done. That's right. You can purchase it at Amazon.com. If you go into Amazon right now and you type in astrological remediation, it will come up and you can purchase it. And I thought uh, I would read the, um, my my kind of forward that I wrote uh, that talks about why I wrote the book. And I'm really excited to be working on this, I feel like, my whole entire life. Okay, here we go. This tome has been welling up inside of me for many years. Long ago, when I read my first astrology book, it felt as if I had finally located language for the vibrations I had been feeling my entire life. With the discovery of astrological timing techniques, such as the use of transits and progressions, I was able to track the energetic shiftings I was feeling each and every day, and I was able to correlate them to the planetary movements. I could then keep track of how they affected my body, my mind, and my energy field. Since coming into the study of astrology, I have deeply pondered the mechanism behind astrology's magical and profound workings. Any true student of the subject has surely been amazed many times over by the exactitude and precision of astrology's use in timing future events, past events, internal struggles, bodily illness, and the subtle and passing moods that sweep through us in any given day. Despite my many years of performing astrology readings, the magical workings of the celestial mechanism still continue to surprise and amaze me. It is the unending and uncanny accuracy of people's charts that keeps me motivated to study this, this astrology every day. On account of its exactness, I also believe that astrology can be used to aid in healing people. For instance, the use of medical astrology is at least as accurate as a medical lab test in many cases, Yet looking at the astrological chart is a non-invasive technique, physically non-invasive, that is. In medical terms alone, the analysis of an astrological chart could be used as a technique for a precise yet non-physically depleting first method of diagnosis. 
After working as an astrologer for 10 years, there came a point at which I could no longer stand to sit by and wait for the energies to ebb and flow, bringing malaise and joy along with them. I have watched these energies flow through the lives of my friends, myself, and especially the lives of my clients. While I seem to have the uncanny ability to accurately predict future events through the use of astrology, I felt helpless nonetheless. Not only did I never want to incidentally harm someone by contributing to a bad future, I also craved some sort of method to heal and help during periods of great planetary duress. The moment that I birthed my gorgeous daughter, Angeline, this need to transmute and heal upcoming energies became even more deep and imminent. I still remember vividly the moment that I sat perusing the ephemeris, only to notice that Saturn would be coming up to my baby girl's sun, along with Uranus, Mars, and the moon. As an astro mama, this moment was horrifying, as Angeline's body was still tiny and so very sensitive to the planetary energies. An onslaught of astral forces of this magnitude was sure to be unpleasant for her and scary for me as a mother. It was at this point that I began my life as an astrological remediator. Since Angeline's birth and onward, I have devoted a great amount of time learning how to heal sick children, malaised lovers, depressed adults, addictions, physical suffering, and more. This subtle paradigm shift has been imperative for my happiness as a mother, a partner, a friend, and a practicing astrologer. Within this book lies the fruits of my labor. And that is my introduction to astrological remediation. I really hope that this book finds its hands into any practicing astrologer who wants to be able to truly, truly help people. All right. Well, I look forward to the show next week with Nick Dagan Best best on Uranus. And uh, we can hear about his book coming out about the subject of Uranus. And, of course, there will probably be some Uranus jokes. All right, everyone. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, Angeline, my little cutie pie. Can't wait to go pick you up from gymnastics camp now. Um, All right, everyone. Back next week for the last show. And thank you all for listening. One note, if you want free all these podcasts for free, go into Voice America and get them now because they won't be there in a few weeks. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening and have a good week. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, Andrea Garrett's Astrological Detective will return with an all-new program and more fun. Be here next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. And for more about Andrea Garrett's, visit her website at moirapress.org. That's M-O-I-R-A-Press.org. Press.org.